You're listening to Nicholas Acosta, host of the podcast Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Nick sits down with guests to talk about real estate and how it works. Enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Nicholas Acosta, host of the podcast, Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast, coming to you live from downtown Orlando, Florida. I'm a licensed Florida realtor uh, here in Orlando. Uh, again, I have our our gracious sponsor, Glexi Montero, business development executive with unique title in uh, Central Florida. Glexi, welcome to the show. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm doing well. How's your Friday going so far? Everything is going good so far. Um, thank you so much for inviting me once again to your show. Uh, no worries. We appreciate uh, that you're uh, one of our, our paid sponsors or advertisers on the show. It's very, uh, very um, um, awesome of you to do this. And I'm, I love uh, what you guys do over there at Unique Title. So I'm glad to be on board with you guys. So that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. So I was going to ask you, um, what first thing is uh, to ask you, uh, what are some steps involved in the title closing? So basically, what is what's, what are some things, like we talked about before the show, too, what are some things that could cause, the, you know, in the title process, what are things that could cause the title process to stop completely um, due to certain things? And what are those things that could cause it to stop? Yes. Um, for those who haven't watched the show from past Monday, well, my name is Glexi Montero and I'm the business developer of Unique Title. We're a title company located in Orlando, Florida, uh, but we offer our services statewide. We offer any time of closings, residential, commercial, refinance closings, or even new construction closings. Uh, we've been in business for since 2018, but we have an amazing team with more than 20 years of experience in title. So that's how we can um, guarantee a smooth closing. We try from our side to be as smooth as possible. And just as you asked me, I'm going to try to uh, condense the, all the behind the scenes in a that's few good. steps. Well, uh, first, when you have the offer accepted, um, both sides uh, sign the contract, then the escrow officer of the title company receives the executed contract and the escrow money deposit. Once we have both is when we um, order the title company, order the title search. Uh, we are going to try to do this in English and Spanish because I know I have people who speak English and Spanish. So the first, el primer paso es el, el, el escrow officer, el oficial de escrow uh, recibe el contrato ejecutado y el depósito eh, de escrow, el escrow depósito en la casa de título. Y una vez que tengamos estos dos, es cuando la casa de título ordena la búsqueda de título. So once the title company uh, I'm going to try to do English and Spanish at the same time. Uh, once the title company uh, orders the title search, then we have the search and exam department who actually does the title search and examine this title. So tenemos un departamento de búsqueda y, y examina, y examina el, el título y, y la búsqueda de título. Why we do this? Uh, so we can find out 
if there's any mortgage payoff over this property. So this is like a big scan of all the tenants of this property. So they can check if there's any gap between ownership, because that can happen as well. Or there's any homeowner association violation, or there's any lien over that property. So de esta búsqueda de título, lo que hace es saber si hay um, alguna hipoteca sobre esta propiedad que todavía no se ha pagado, eh, taxes que no se han pagado o violaciones a la asociación que, que todavía no se han pagado y la tenencia de, del historial de tenencia de esta propiedad. Once they do this, so they can uh, send this to the escrow officer, so the escrow officer receive the title search and the municipal lien search, and they inform all the parties involved on this transaction about the results that these uh, through. So el, el escrow officer de la casa de título recibe los resultados de esta búsqueda de título y de esa forma eh, informa a todas las partes incluidas en la, en la, envueltas en la, en la transacción de, de los resultados de esta búsqueda, si hay algún tipo de, de eh, permisos abiertos o violaciones a la asociación, como ya lo mencioné. Um, so once we have this, once the title company received this, um, the title company forward the title commitment to the lender with all the documentation that support that title commitment. So eh, la compañía de título eh, vía al, al lender o un commitment como un compromiso de título y de esta forma, eh, con todos los resultados que, que surgieron de esta búsqueda de título y, y todos los documentos que soportan esto. And at the same time, the title company start working on any title um, title uh, objections with seller and buyer. Um, then once, once all this is in, then the lender uh, sent to the title company or the, sorry, so, so the lender sent to the title company, the title, uh, the closing, the, the closing instructions, and then we prepare for the amazing day, which is the closing day. Una vez eh, la compañía de título eh, trabajó con, con el buyer y el seller sobre todas las respuestas que surgieron de esta búsqueda de título y cualquier objeción que haya sobre ese título, una vez eso queda claro, entonces el lender envía a la compañía de título las instrucciones para el cierre, y es el paquete de cierre. So, in the closing day, They only have to, we have buyer and seller signing everything. And some of these documents, they already signed it on the whole process of the transaction. But the lender requires that they do like a recap this last day. So, algunos de estos eh, papeles, muchos de estos documentos, ya los, el vendedor o el comprador lo firmaron durante todo el proceso pero el banco requiere que se firme una vez más y entonces el closing day se hace como una recapitulación de todas estas cosas que fui, de todos estos documentos que se fueron firmando durante el proceso. Once we have everything signed, then the company, the title company sends uh, all these do signed documents to the lender so we can receive funding. Entonces este mismo día 
que todos firman, todos firman todos los documentos, la compañía de título envía estos documentos firmados al banco, so así podemos tener los fondos para hacer el cierre. And once we get the funding, then we can disperse all the funds. And at this point, the transaction is completed, but the title company has to issue the title insurance policies to lender and to buyer. So, okay. a este punto estamos todos completos, pero la compañía de título eh, entonces uh, hace el proceso de el seguro de título, envía el seguro de título al lender y al vendedor, y al comprador, perdón, y um, se encarga de colocar esta información en lo, en entrar esta información al county para que se puedan actualizar los récords públicos. So the company, uh, the title company, once all this is done, uh, we are in charge to put this information on the county so they can update the public records. Mm -hmm. I've tried to do all this in English and Spanish no, and maybe you're, you're awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> I didn't add I cannot add other language definitely. <laughs> no, right? We'll put a third language. Yeah. Yes, no, that would be no, a third <laughs> no, no, you did great with that. It's and, and, and I tried to, oh, that, go ahead, Lexi. I tried to do as short as possible because I know this is a There's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, but these are like the mainly points of, of the title process. No, no, that's great because there's a lot of stuff you told me about now today, even with being a real estate agent for over two years now that I learned some more things from you. And I was able to get, a, I guess, a Spanish lesson at the same time because I, I was <laughs> in English, translating Spanish. and like, okay, I understand her in both languages, which is cool. Um, yes, exactly. So, and then I know as a challenge, everybody listening and watching out today, I, I challenged... Lexi uh, to speak in English and Spanish, which, and then she's made a joke, which is funny that to add a third language, you know, we could add yeah. another, another <laughs> language in there, but that would be a lot, that would be even more challenging to speak maybe, in three languages. Um, maybe next time we, we should do it in Spanish. Definitely. We'll just, we'll do one. <laughs> no, no problem. I, I told you that that's my, we can do one of these in like all English and then one in all Spanish, you know, one of these uh, episodes, which would be really cool to do. I would love to do that. Um, so I was going to ask you then, I've got the other thing I was going to ask you was, all right, so basically I wanted to find out, so you guys said you did, okay, so we talked about the lean searches and all that, and then, so what is it, like, because I don't, I deal with mostly residential, and I'm venturing into the commercial world of real estate, which we all know, and you know, is a completely different uh, ball game. So, What kind of things that come up or what is like things you ran into? I mean, you don't have to give any company names, obviously for privacy reasons, safety or security reasons. Uh, but what are some things that came up in commercial closings that maybe halted the closing? I know that's got to be a lot more involved, right? Than a re regular residential. Um, yes. I mean, every transaction is different and it have their unique <laughs> way. We cannot say, Oh, oh, thank you, Lee. <laughs> We cannot say, oh, this is what's going to happen. Because even on residential, like you say, uh, what can stop of this to close? What can stop the, the, the deal to close? And it's like maybe uh, after this title search, uh, with all that can come in, came up from that, like you say, it can be a lean uh, that 
that uh, there can be a permit that is still open or there's outstanding bills that, uh, have, that are over that property. Um, let's say if the seller don't want to pay, then the deal ain't going to happen because all this money it needs to be collected on the on the closing table. So those are the kind of things that front title that can happen. Or if something came out on from that search, because that search is like uh, the main of this transaction. Like I have a case right now, and with the title search, they found out there's some gaps on the ownership. And if the owner still have the title insurance, so then he can be safe. So, because uh, then we go with the title insurance, gonna cover uh, that. Because it says they if they if they issue a title insurance to him, then he don't have to pay for all these things that can come up come come out from that title search. But if he doesn't have a title uh, a title insurance, then he will have to pay for all this kind of stuff. No, that's you gotta learn more more things about that. You're talking about the gap in ownership. So when you're saying it, is it okay? So I know we're not talking about car loans or or buying. You know, when you buy a car and you have a certain amount of equity or not enough equity in the car, you have to do with buy what's called gap insurance. And I'm not a a, a, a licensed uh, insurance agent by any means. So obviously, you know, that's fun, but I'm just talking theoretically. So with but to kind of compare it, so like with title you're saying if for some reason there's a gap in ownership what does the gap in ownership mean exactly let's say uh if we find on this title search we have owner a he sell it to b and then we have a d then the the, the house is owned by uh, owner d so what happened with the c where is recorded that a uh, c owner have it and he was the, who, the one who sell it to d so that's all the kind of that that can happen if someone didn't record ADs to the public records or what happened behind this. Because mm -hmm. I can sell you a house and if they do the title search, someone can just change the uh, the deed and I put my name, I just sold you this. But if they did, didn't do the title search, um, you can find out if I, what, I can sell a house that is not mine, a property that's not mine, if I go and just change the deed. Okay, so that makes sense. So like if somebody did something or if they did something they weren't supposed to be doing, that's why you run these title searches to make sure that there's no issues with the title and that it's uh, the, the title has value for the property and it's a worthy title, I guess, so to speak. Because um, I always had that question because, yeah, I mean, people always look at me. No, like, the question I have for you to answer for the listeners out there is my question is, is okay, for instance, say like if you bought, let's just say, Obviously, so is title insurance required for a lender? Probably the answer is yes, for a lender. Like if you get a loan, um, would that be required for a lender? Yes, uh, actually, we have you have a title insurance for lender and a title insurance for buyer. There's, they, they are both different policies because one gonna protect the, the lender inversion and then the other one gonna protect you like a buyer. And um, if there's no lender involved, then we have only one title insurance just for the for the buyer. Okay, that makes sense. And do you recommend? I recommend everybody that I work with, clients and all that in my sphere, family, friends, anybody, acquaintances, when they go to buy a house, even if they're buying a house cash, 
I always recommend that they get title insurance, even if they're buying it cash, because it's still things can come back on. Do you recommend that as well? Sure yeah, do. of course. When if uh, there's some options that the buyer is the one paying for the title insurance, and it says it's optional, but actually um, you don't want to pay if any even if it's a cash trans transaction, doesn't matter how much would be the investment, uh, you don't wanna lose off the investment uh, or just don't pay a premium that can be a couple thousands. You can you can lose a lot of money for not paying a premium for a couple thousands. And I don't think someone will do it because this is not a policy you will pay monthly. This is just a premium you just pay at the closing table and then you, you won't know about that, but then it's gonna protect you and it's gonna protect your kids because if you will that house to your kids' grandkids, then they're gonna still be protected by that policy. They don't have to pay nothing different. Like maybe example would be, I don't know, I'm thinking uh, as we're listening to you, like for instance, if you will a, a property, let's say your, your children and you know the family members have passed away and then the children are inheriting the house, and then, oh, by the way, um, your parents didn't pay sex or like certain debt or something like that. And then they go to put try to put that debt on that title as a lien. I mean, would that protect you? Like you're you're not you're protecting yourself because in case something like surprises happen, right? Is that what you're saying? Like a surprise. Yeah, if someone is lower, let's say if someone uh, they will it to their kids and the last owner grandkids come and say this is my grandpa's house we are willing this house because of this uh then they have this uh, this title insurance protecting them from all that can happen it protects you for all that happened in the past <laughs> no that's awesome so anybody listening out there listening to glexi uh with unique title beyond the closing in in central florida remember even if you're buying a house cash make sure you buy um uh, a title policy. I mean, I do that. I we own the condo outright, and I still have a uh, uh, what do you call? It? I have a title policy, uh, but also I have insurance. Obviously, it's required for the HOA, but I have insurance more than required because you may think it's kind of uh, taxing up front to pay that extra money for like title insurance, like Lexi's talking about at the title at the closing table. But in the long run, it's going to be going to help you minimize an impact if something were to come up. So. Uh, that's a very good point to bring up there, Glucksy, about that title insurance. Uh, and the other question I had for you is, um, all right, let's see this. So if you are, let's just say, what are you guys doing? Because right now there's a lot of, um, you know, opportunists out there right now committing scams, fraud in the world because of the coronavirus, the pandemic. People are taking advantage of people, uh, you know, like, hey, let me try to make a quick buck off this pandemic by ripping somebody off. Uh, so getting to my point is the question is, and I just thought of this as we we're talking, um, but my question is, what are you guys doing at Unique Title? And I know other title companies probably do similar, but what are you guys doing to protect your clients uh, in terms of like wiring instructions or wiring funds over for closing? Yes, exactly. We have uh, the wire instructions. We send it digitally to the buyer, but as uh, or where instructions say you need to call first to the title company and confirm all these wire instructions because if you receive an email, 
just check. It's not even like receive the email. Sometimes you can receive an email from a unique title, but that E, that I, it can be an L. So you define it. It looks really, it looks like it comes from a unique title. So, and, and this can happen with any, any company, not only with us. Um, or with any other business, any other industries. Just check when it's about money right now that we are going everything digital. Just, just be like extra cautious about uh, how, how, where are you sending your money? Just so, you know, what instructions you need to call to the company and confirm that's the account, that's the root number and all these instructions. No, no, definitely. And anyone listening out there, if you're in real estate, your real estate agents listening today, um, just remember that there's at least I know with I'm sure every brokers do it. I know I can't speak on behalf of other brokers, but uh, I know with EXP Realty, we do have a document in our forms for our clients. Uh, I give it to them whether if for buy well for buyers and sellers, I give them that uh, affidavit talking about wiring fraud notice, wire fraud notice type of form that the company has put together and uh, in for the state of Florida. And it's, it's crucial because I do get emails all the time. I don't open the emails. If you guys get some weird looking email, like Lexi was saying with a unique title that the I could be an L or something else and some other like code that they decided to create, or maybe they, I don't know, they changed one of the letters uh, or in the word title or something. Um, you have to be very careful. It's called, well, pH phishing. Is what it is and that's one of the scams that i studied in the pro and yeah i mean i mean so pretty much so glexy though i it's, i know you guys are doing a great job with protecting everybody and that's awesome that you guys are doing it just you know just listening to you talk about that it's i'm glad that you guys do it i, I protect my clients and know others protect their clients and it's so nice to have a title company because we talked about on monday we're like if something were to go wrong let's just for example okay say the wiring instruction or somebody didn't follow the protocol like they were supposed to and the funds, you know, the, maybe just say the real estate agent didn't tell their client call unique title to verify this wire instructions, not just answer an email, right? Uh, you know, with a, whatever, co you know, whatever routing numbers in there, call unique title and say unique title. I'm so-and-so I'm the buyer. Is this the money or is this account? Can you verify this account for me before I send the money over? Now, Getting back to, like I said, the other real estate agents, this is why it's crucial out there with real estate agents listening and brokers listening. Make sure to inform your, your clients about the extra level of security and verification of title funds. Because when it happens, what's going to happen is you as a real estate agent and you as a broker out there, if you do not, if that money disappears because you didn't give your clients the advice or recommendation, which should be uh, mandatory anyhow, in my opinion. Well, I, I think it is mandatory, but you know, sometimes people forget the closing. They get excited about closing. They get excited about their commission. They forget. Oh my God, you know, I'm going to put my client put, could put my client at risk when that money goes and disappears because you didn't in instruct them or inform them that they needed to call unique title for the wiring instructions. They're going to come back on you. And you're going to come back on the broker, and they're like, "Hey, I lost a hundred thousand dollars. What are you going to do for me? I need the hundred thousand. They're not, you know, the, yeah, they're they're going to probably try to blame." title but ultimately as a, a real estate agent and or as a broker out there you have to it's your ultimate duty to let your clients know of the safety precautions because there are opportunities out in the world and especially even more now like Alexi, you were saying about the going digital and as currency continues to we move away from cash 
and everything becomes you know digital currency more and more we're gonna have to watch out for this even more so and more protocols that have to be put in place because there's a higher risk of potential uh like a wire fraud uh if you don't inform your client hey by the way please pick up the phone like the old-fashioned way and talk to somebody with a unique title to make sure that money goes safely over the wire yes and like you say it's not only like putting a, on an email because sometimes we have it on the bottom of our email in red but sometimes people just don't read it sometimes people is too lazy to read it so if you have you are able to call your client it won't take you too long to just remind them that it's something that is really small it's a charcoal but it can change the whole process it can change a lot because i have seen cases i mean no not right here but uh, as in cases that people lost the money because they didn't call to the title company. And that's not a small amount. It's like it's money at the end of the day. Well, I mean, just even when, for example, and you probably can vouch for this, is that um, when you go to just do like your earnest money, your earnest money deposit, escrow deposit, in the beginning of the transaction, when you get, you know, your money gets, so you put an offer in, I put an offer in for a buyer. And say they want to put, I don't know, $3,000 down in an earnest money. And that is still at risk, everybody listening and watching today, to, to getting stolen too. Don't think that because it's like $1,000 or $3,000 that nobody's going to take an opportunity to try to steal it. Um, in addition to possibly trying to steal more, more money when it comes to closing on the actual closing table. But yeah, I mean, $3,000 for some people, I mean... To me, like even if I were to put fifteen hundred dollars earnest money deposit, like that's you're tying that money up for that term or that contract. I mean, if for some reason the deal doesn't work out, that money, if or if you get that money stolen, then you're gonna have to come up with another fifteen hundred dollars that you may not have or we're gonna struggle to have. That's a that's a very crucial part for real estate agents and brokers listening. Make sure that you verify it, and no matter what wiring uh, capacity it is, whether it's for the earnest money or the closing table that you let your clients know to pick up the phone, talk to somebody you need title, do whatever the most you have to. It may sound like overbearing, but you should rather be overbearing with uh, these wiring instruction safety than not being overbearing to protect the client and to protect everybody involved in the transaction from that wire, that wired money being stolen in like a, I don't know, a foreign account across the world where nobody can get that money back. You know, you agree? Nice. Yeah. exactly and i mean this is part of their service you are giving right. and don't take nothing for guarantee because can be oh of course they're gonna know they have to call don't don't nope. don't think that yes <laughs> I think that's a people will forget if they don't tell them yes that's... don't think like oh they're gonna think like that because they may be not so don't take nothing for guarantee oh hey what did you say hello hey there lee thank you for watching and, and commenting on our show today <laughs> um no yeah so glexi uh so i know like so glexi is the uh business development executive unique title in central florida you can reach her at 407-440-8606 or uniquetitle.com or email info uniquetitle.com uh, is there any like words of advice or tip of the i know it's friday and we run monday which uh any tips for the weekend or any tips for next week in come related relation to unique title uh beyond the closing uh, one of the things I wanted to tell is like how you're going to choose your title company. There's a lot of title companies, really good title companies out there. Um, I'm going to like, uh, there's a lot of 
good title companies out there. Just shop around, uh, check the fees, um, but check also the service, what other people have to say about them. Just, you can just come to the office and meet, uh, like have a one-on-one -on -one with a title agent uh, and tell them, oh, I have this property on this place and how, how, how much can happen, how much can be the closing cost for this and go to the other title company and do the same and the one connects the best for you. Cause sometimes I've been working with this title company for so long. Uh, but I don't know how the other works. So just shop around, I think it's a great opportunity and just check how is the communication with that title company. I think that's the key at the moment when you wanna show us, cause at the end of the day, uh, your client, it doesn't, uh, it won't judge the title company service, it will judge your service cause they, they are the face, uh, your face in that in the last day of the process. No, I agree because as real estate agents like myself, we're here to, you know, give them uh, our buyers and sellers the best options possible out there. And you know, the, the other thing is, that, yeah, before we go, but we have some time left. But the question I had for you then, I, I just thought of another one. Um, this is a great conversation today, by the way. And <laughs> my thought is because it's teaching me a lot, but also helping others that are listening today and watching today um, get an idea of what exactly what title does. And, and my last question was, um, it like it left me for a second there. Sorry. Um, yes. So this is the other thing too, that some people may not know of when it comes to uh, a buyer and you say you're, you're putting an offer in on a property, let's just say an investment property. For example, you're, you found something off market and it's not a list. The house is not listed on the MLS or with a broker or anything like that. And there's no, just let's say no title company assigned or no attorney assigned for handling the title. There are times where I have put in offers and uh, where you can, uh, the buyer can choose the title for some reason, say the seller says, I don't have anybody uh, that I know that I don't know an attorney or I don't know a title company to use for closing. So then the buyer chooses what happens when the buyer chooses uh, a title company in a case like an investment property that's off market. Yeah, well, like we say, normally it's the seller who, who choose the title company. Right. So that he will be the uh, responsible for pay title insurance. But if the buyer, um, like the case of Miami, the buyer is the one who choose the title company. And then he's the responsible for paying the title insurance, uh, the owner's title insurance. That's awesome. Now I learned, so you said Miami has their, their thing is the buyer chooses? Yes. Okay, well, that's a good thing to know. That's awesome because we might have to start. So when I start doing transactions in Miami, thank you, Lexi, for teaching me something new. Because <laughs> up here in Central Florida, we it's the seller that we always basically make sure that we always, when we write an offer, we always check the boxes that seller will choose title for them to save some money on the buyer side. And that's good to know about that. Now, that that's awesome. That That's different. And I bet you a lot of listeners and viewers today that don't, deal with South Florida or the Miami market probably didn't even know that unless you you know actually work down there and do transactions down there so that's awesome that you shared that with us today for sure and yeah. all stuff. cool so Lexi um, uh, thank you again for being on the show and thank you for being a sponsor of the show um, is there anything like uh, I know we talked about some more titles up and but it, for tip of the week but any personal like uh, tips of the week for people out there that are are dealing with a lot of, I guess, duress, stress, or whatever going on in the world. We're driving down, uh, what is it, Colonial, down here in Orlando, 
and he were on Semeron as well. And I can tell you right now that the traffic is way more back to normal compared to what it was. So people are out going shopping and doing things out in public again. And I know the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, was in Orlando today make, to make an announcement about the cases of COVID. But what do you have to offer? What do you maybe do in your personal life that can help you help people out there that are listening and watching today to, to handle the stress, whether it be meditation or something like that? I do meditation. Actually, there's a, I want to recommend this. There's a 21 days uh, challenge with, Dave, uh, with Chopra. So you can find it on his on his page. So you can try that. I tried that for 21 days, and it perfectly worked for me. So uh, you can start. You can start your 21 days in any any time because meditation is is amazing. But for everybody that's out there, just stay safe. Follow CDC guidelines because <laughs> things are going crazy out there. But don't feel once when you feel overwhelming for everything that's going on out there. You cannot control it. So just, yes, just eat, try to stay calm, follow the instructions, the CDC guidelines like they tell you. Um, yes, because sometimes when we come overwhelming, then our defense go low and then we can get sick, like for real. So it's something we cannot control, but we can control what we do and how we, how we follow those guidelines. No, that's very good information. And I like the 21 day challenge. I'm going to look into that today. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I completely agree. Cause when you go out, we're in the United States where we have the the level of freedom that, you know, more freedom than like most countries do. And it's a great country. And what it is is when you go into a store and they have signs everywhere that says you can't enter the store if you don't wear a mask. Obviously when you go into a grocery store or, or a, a retail store, it's private property, so they can tell you you have to wear a mask because Orange County Mayor of Florida said you have to wear a mask, or Governor DeSantis said you have to wear a mask. And people don't like to be told what to do, and that's why, like, like Luxie's saying, and you're saying is that it's like we don't want to be told that, and when we're told that, then people's anxiety levels go through the roof because now we're being forced to have a face covering, and you know, using hands. Like when we go to the theme park, for instance, uh, Universal Studios, Lee and I go. Before you can get even on like one of the Harry Potter attractions or any ride there, they're there squirting the bottle of hand sanitizer. And we were like, we just use hand sanitizer and looked at it like, well, sir, if you want to get on this ride, you can't, can't unless I squirt hand sanitizer in your hand. So even from like the beginning of the entrance to the ride to getting on the ride, you pretty much have to like at least two times put hand sanitizer on. And a lot of people are like, what are you doing? I don't want that on me. Like people that have maybe a phobia or something to be of things that are not in their control. Um, yeah, I can understand why. This is why everybody, that, like she said, that the 21-day challenge would be a good idea to help relax and calm down from the anxiety of the world that we live in right now, for sure. Yes. Be kind, stay safe. And yep, be kind and be safe. Wear a mask. <laughs> definitely, yes, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And before you know it, everybody listening today, that it, before you know it, this will all be part of history and you know, it may be a, a pain in the you know what for right now, but eventually we'll know that it was well worth it to save each other as many pop save as many people in the world as possible from this uh, unknown virus that we live with today. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, uh, Lexi, just before we roll the credits here, I know I read the and you got your information at the bottom. Just repeat to our listeners and viewers today your contact information so they can get a hold of you. Um, well, my name is Lexi Montero, and I'm the business developer of Unique Title. 
We are located in Orlando, Florida, but we offer services statewide. If you want to contact us, you can just call to 407-860-8640, sorry, X606. Okay. Or you can email us to info at unitetitle.com. Awesome. Again, this has been uh, Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast here in downtown Orlando, Florida. Uh, my paid sponsor and guest today, Glexi Montero, business development executive with Unique Title. Beyond the closing, www.uniquetitle.com or info at uniquetitle.com for the email. Again, 407-440-8606. That's 407-440-8606. And thank you to all the listeners and viewers out there today. Um, our last episode, we got over 5,000 views so far. So this is a really awesome experience that I'm having here with you, Glexi, and Unique Title Beyond the Closing. Uh, thank you guys, uh, everyone, for listening. Great real, real estate health out there. And uh, also, like we were talking about, keep your social distancing. Be kind to everyone. Respectful to everybody. We'll all get through this. And like I said, this will become part of history. And we will have learned a lot from it. So, Glexi, thank you again. Have a great weekend and have a great weekend, everybody out there. You too. All right. Take care. And I'm going to roll the credits, everybody, and have a good day. You're listening to Nicholas. Oh, sorry. This has been Home to All, an all-inclusive real estate podcast. Check out Nick's Facebook and Instagram page, Home to All 101, and his website, www.downtown.expert. Thanks for listening.